Welcome, everyone, to It Tastes Different Gaming Podcast, the podcast with four different flavors coming from four different gamers. I'm your host, Russell Rowe, and I want to welcome my co-host, Shane Eisterhold, Patrick Smith, and Nick Irwin. Hey, Patrick. Where can they find us? Well, the first place you should check out is our website at ittastedifferent.com. This is the place where you can subscribe to all of our streams and connect to all of our social media sites. You can also find us on Facebook at It Tastes Different. Uh, we're also on Instagram at It Tastes Different PC. And then last but not least is Twitter, where you can find us at It Tastes Diff. What's on the menu for today? We order the Yagasobavan and dig into 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. This game was initially released in November uh, 28th of 2019. The developer is Vanillaware. Uh, the publishers are Atlas and Sega, and it is only available on the PlayStation 4. Uh, this game is basically a role-playing game, adventure game, real-time strategy game. It's got a little RP in it, a little bit of everything that... Uh, almost everything that everybody in this whole group here loves. So... I'd like this. Uh, I'd like to start off with uh, Patrick today. And so, Patrick, what do you think about Thirteen Sentinels? Uh, this game is really fun. Uh, I, I, at first, I was a little. It was a little hard to get into. I'll admit the prologue and the story was a little bit uh, was a little long and a little hard to get through. But once all the stories start unfolding, the game gets better, and it just keeps getting better. By the time I feel like I normally would get bored with the game, this game just keeps on going for me for some reason the stories get really good it's it's an interesting concept i mean the game basically has you doing multiple things it has you do an rp like russ was saying you have story for all the different sentinels and then you have you have this strategy type part of it where you're doing combat and and in in these things it's all like it's kaiju i mean if you like kaiju and stuff like that you'll love this it's kaiju and robots and and just doing battle i mean what what more could you want in a game it's really i i really really enjoyed it and had a hard time putting it down um i have not beat it um i wouldn't even say i'm 50 percent through it and i have over 30 hours into it at least it doesn't feel like i'm halfway through it every time i look at the list of characters that i still have to go through on their story i'm like oh my god i still have a trudge to go through and and you get to those points where you feel a little bored and then you hit this story arc that just sucks you in and you're just like, oh, I got to know what happens to this character. And you start running along the character until you hit a brick wall. And you're like, oh, I can't proceed until I do X, Y, and Z. So it has a lot. Um, before we dig more into the mechanics of the game, how about, uh, Shane, what would you think of this one? Uh, my first thought was this is going to be different. As soon as I fired it up, the, uh, the art style was like a little off, but also amazing. Um, it was really hard to kind of grasp at the beginning uh i got uh, i've been i've been pretty sick so i didn't get as much time as everybody else but i played and i played and i played and last night it said congratulations now you can play the game i'm like what the hell it was like eight hours of tutorial alone so but overall the game is pretty dang cool it's definitely one i would have probably overlooked if it wasn't for uh you know their suggestion from nick on this one the anime style on it is fantastic absolutely superb um i uh, i i loved all the voice acting uh you know the art style the voice acting the story from what i've picked up for each character so far out of the six or i think six 
is uh, you know really interesting for each one. Some's a little weaker than others, but none bad, uh, none bad whatsoever. There's some of Patrick's favorite stuff in here. Some fan service, you know, some uh, large-breasted anime girls, which is you know nothing wrong with that. The uh, mechanics of it, uh, far as the uh, the story stuff, is kind of interesting. You do some fast forward, fast forwarding and rewinding. The uh, uh, fighting mechanics of it, I really enjoyed. I thought it was really cool how each mech was. Uh, uh, had different abilities. Um, it's I can't remember wh- which character had the turrets you could drop out. Uh, you know, basically anywhere within a pretty good distance on the map, which is really cool and helpful in one area that I was fighting on. I, I really just I really enjoy this game. Uh, it's one that I'm definitely going to keep, you know, playing while I got you know while I can. It's just, uh, it's just such a good game. It's such a different game. And I think that's one reason I enjoy it so much. It's, I've not played anything quite like it. And, and that's a good thing right now because there's too much, uh, you know, copy and paste going on with a lot of games. So I'm really happy to see something, you know, unique and different. Uh, what about you, Nick? We all know, uh, this is definitely right up your alley. For sure. Yeah. Um, I love this game. This game is great. Uh, I do love the art style. I love the story and uh, the combat. You know, like you said, I mean, there's 13, you know, like they say in the title, 13 Sentinels. There's 13 pilots. And you go through all 13 uh, characters' storylines throughout the game. Uh, this intermerging and intertwining storyline that they have. Uh, lots of twists and turns within the storyline. Lots of things happen. And it keeps you on your toes, you know. You might start a storyline and you figure, oh, this is kind of boring at first, but, you know, it kind of ends like a Netflix movie. You know, at the end, there's a cliffhanger where you're just like, oh, I got to continue because what's going to happen next? So as far as the story goes, you know, it's great. It keeps you on your toes. It keeps you engaged with the story and it keeps you wanting to continue to figure out all these 13 different characters and and their different storylines and how they intertwine with one another. Um, The combat is a lot of fun. You know, after you get through the tutorial, uh, it kind of breaks things out to where you can you have three different sections you can go into, which is the story, which is called Remembrance, Destruction, which is the combat, and then an, an, uh, Analysis, which is basically just kind of like the lore of different various things. Uh, the combat's a lot of fun. It's a top-down kind of tactical view, which was, which was really interesting. I mean, it works, and it works well. Uh, I was... You know, it, it, this is kind of like this, the Pacific Rim of video games, right? Uh, you know, you think of the movie Pacific Rim, and it's and it's uh, robots versus, uh, versus uh, monsters, uh, or the kaiju in this case, uh, which is basically what exactly what this is. So I was hoping, you know, for because they have some fantastic art in this game. So I was hoping for for some more. Uh, you know, combat scenarios where you're you're seeing more of the uh, the first person's perspective or a third person perspective, like down on the ground type of stuff. But it's all a tactical view. But like Shane said, there's a lot. You know, every 13 pilot, you know, they have every mech has their own weaknesses and and uh, strengths, and they have their own like really cool uh, type of uh, abilities and things like that. There's different generations of mechs, right? Uh, the Sentinels, 
um, in this case, based the name 13 Sentinels, which is the robots that you fight with, there's gener- different generations of, of these Sentinels that were built. And so they all have their different aesthetics based on when they were built and, and what they can do. You know, some were, you know, the first generation mechs were a little bit more heavy and a little bit more kind of one-to-one fighters. Whereas, you know, we go to the fourth generation mech, which are more uh, lightweight uh, flyers where they can fly around the uh, uh, area and, and kind of quickly maneuver and, and various things like that. So, you know, they're a little bit more airborne than the first generation. And then you have a second, a third generation, of course. But uh, <clears throat> so there's a lot of uh, really cool aspects to the uh, mechs. And then you can, of course, upgrade them and, and do various things like that. So, you know, this game has a lot of cool aspects in the combat, there's a lot of depth in the combat. There's a lot of things that you you wouldn't expect as far as the combat goes with a lot of the depth, a lot of the things that you can upgrade and kind of change out and various things like that. So it's a really cool concept as far as the combat goes. And then, of course, you have the uh, story side of it, too, which is, like I said, intertwining. And then the analysis is really just kind of give you more of an in-depth look at uh, a little bit more you know, uh, definition into the various things that you come across and experience within the game, give you a little bit more, uh, text content as far as, uh, you know, in-depth content, as far as what the various things that you see and you experience. So it's a really cool game though. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. It, you know, it's one game that I think maybe a lot of people may have missed out on and they shouldn't, because I think this is a really cool game that a lot of people should pick up and experience but uh patrick you know what did you, or i'm sorry russ what did you think of this game um i'm pretty much on on board with everybody else um it's a for worth what the game was made for it is a beautiful game we're not going into something uh that is that has to be overly graphical heavy in order to be entertaining. And that's what this game is. It's, it's a very, very clean, very, very pretty game. Um, the anime uh, in it is, is very solid. Um, I do feel like uh, I'm not quite the anime watcher that the group is, but I I don't mind it. You know, I don't mind watching some, some really good ones when it comes to a good, a really good story. Uh, and these stories are really good so far. Uh, like everybody else, I, I get to a point where I'm like, oh my gosh, if I have to go through another... Oh, wait, wait, this is getting good. Hold on a second. What's going on here? So I, I do have those moments as well, so where I'm pushing through and seeing some of that. The actual combat version of the game, it is an RPG. It is a classic RPG in the sense of a turn-based style. Like, just, I, I love that about this game. Um, I'm starting to find my way towards turn-based combat lately. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I'm allowed to kind of set up uh, my victory or set up my win the way I want it to set it up. Um, as as uh, Nick was highlighting, the, the four generations of the, uh, of the Sentinels, they almost go in kind of like a, a tank uh, DPS. Uh, you know, like like a, like a melee DPS, and then and then you have range DPS, and then you have your support guys. It's all basic based around that the the four uh, generations, uh, but you can get very unique with the loadouts 
uh, as you start to get these, uh, I believe they're called like meta chips or meta points that allow you to buy uh, those talents um, later on in the game. So that you can actually kind of like uh, show your play style. You have to be careful too while you're playing uh, because you can get burnout. Uh, so you want to make sure that you balance your, your play style and, and, and everything to make sure that you keep your streak. If there's any kind of advice that we can give to people moving on is, is your win streak does help to get more experience and stuff like that. So on the combat side, it is a little bit more traditional, but at the same time, I don't feel as though it was traditional. I feel like it was a different kind of game. Uh, all the way around. That's one thing I want to, you know, kind of agree with, uh, Shane on was this for, for a game that that does have a lot of elements that are similar to different games it's been displayed in a way that is different and we've been asking for a different game no more remakes no more this and and so I think that's where some of this is interest interested us uh, or at least keep us playing is that it is quite a bit different than some games that we played lately um, all, all else I really want to add to this first initial comment is is it is it is a very it's a very pretty game for anime um within the sense of like where a lot of other games can go it's very classic and i do like the era i do like the the time travel within it all that is really cool um but yeah that's how i feel about it i think all four of us are kind of on the same page of, of liking the game of enjoying the game uh so you know we open the floor to more comments anything else that you guys think um, that you really liked about this game, maybe somebody else, you know, got you thinking about. Well, I was gonna say, yeah, I it, it, the combat was interesting because, yeah, I was I was with Nick. I thought you were actually gonna get to see the the combat and more of a and more of a first person style, but it's more of like a tactical overlay view of the map. You don't actually RTS. zoom in. Well, I mean, it's not even a real time strategy because it's not really real time. Well, it's, it's RPG, but the overhead seemed more seemed more it's, RTS. It doesn't even seem RTS. It seems more overlay, like combat tactical overlay, because you don't like actually really... Like a tactical really... overview. Yeah, it's a tactical yeah. overlay of the map. Like, you can see the map of the city, and you could see, you know, when you start every map, you pick, you know, you have 13 Sentinels, and you pick six of them that you can direct control in, in attacking, and then the other seven stay behind and defend. And then, you know, you're fighting the Kaiju that are coming in, and, and they just look like like placeholders like you would think when you're looking at a tactical map you don't actually see like when you're fighting the the ones that they make fun of calling the tripods even though they have four legs you don't actually see that you see like a uh, a retro style 8-bit uh, rendition of them hovering over the map and you send your you know you, you do attacks and stuff like that but that does not take away from it because in my opinion it looks really cool when you see the attacks and you see a giant bunch of swarm of 8-bit monsters all over the screen just get wiped out by a missile barrage or something. When you, you know? Yeah, exactly what I was going to say, Pat. When you do, like, a missile barrage and you see that <laughs> just explosion going across the map, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the combat is really fun because, as Nick was saying, there's four generations of Sentinels. You know, you have your first gen, which is the brawler type, and then the second gen is kind of the all-around the, the support type, and then I think the third gen was the was the generic all-around all useful ones and then the fourth gen was the aerial style combat because they were lightweight and well, so I think you, you know, got the the four and the two switched but yeah you know, four is four is aerial four is the aerial because that's the one you get towards the end and you get the gen four the lightweight ones which is the one that yomatomi or whatever his name flies he, and, but they're the aerial ones and they can attack air and and the 
and there's just different combat tactics because the first gen can't attack anything in air, but they can draw them, they can knock them down by doing an EMP blast and stuff like that. So it's definitely really cool combat wise. It was because I thought at first I'm like this could suck. It looks like looks like I'm playing an old Galaga game or something, you know. <laughs> so I actually enjoyed the combat more than I thought I was going to. I did focus more on the story in the beginning because I, I kept getting sucked into a few of the characters' stories. Because when you when you first play the play the prologue, you unlock like six or six or eight. I can't remember how many you got unlocked right off the bat. But then you're just like play through the story and you open up another one and then you open up another one. You open up another one. You open up, and you're like, what is going on? I've got. I got at the end, you have 13 characters on your screen that you have to play through different timelines with. And when I mean different timelines, like uh, you may play through one character in a single timeline four times before you've wrapped up that timeline with them before you jump onto the next one. Because this game is wrought with like overlapping stories and time travel to some po- some points. You're just like, where am I in the whole grand scheme of things? I don't know, if Nick, you ever felt that way or you guys. But at a certain point, I was like. Yeah. Where am I? Is it 1984 or 2044? 84, 85. <laughs> yeah, I did have that. Right, 2104. Yeah, know? I mean, this game takes place in 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 different uh, time periods. And they you call it sectors. The, the 1940s, yeah, sectors. So you have the 1940s, you have the 1980s, you have the uh, 2020s, I think. And then you have the 2000. It was 40 year jumps. So what it was. Yeah, it's 40 year jumps. Yeah. Um, so you have each sector, which has a 40 year jump. And then, you know, like you said, they time travel between each sector. I mean, there's a lot to get into, you know, I, for me in the group, I, I beat the game. So <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about that I'm not going to, but yeah, I mean, you jump across time periods and, and you, you know, every character, the cool thing is too, is like, in order, sometimes when you get your 13 uh, characters, um, you might have to do something in someone else's timeline to unlock, to, to continue to progress in another uh, character's timeline. But once you do that, you understand why that was needed, right? Because that needed to happen in order for you to... to because when you unlock someone else's timeline and start playing it, you'll notice that, oh, hey, that happened in the other timeline, Right. So, or that led up to that. Um, so they intertwine uh, very well between the 13 uh, characters, 13 pilots uh, uh, that you uh, have to play through. Right. Yeah, yeah you definitely got to pay attention uh, as those stories go through and and uh, make sure that you're doing the, uh, what's that command called when you're, you go into the uh, subject lines and you, you point out a specific thing. Uh, I can't remember what they called that. When you get into the thoughts and, and then you yeah. go yeah. into, the, you, you want to yeah, jump, thought you want to jump. Yeah, the thought, thought cloud. cloud. Yeah, yeah. because every story, what's funny too is, and I don't know funny, but you have to pay attention because some of the storylines, if you, 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 in the storylines, you can miss things because you don't pay attention to which storylines you've already unlocked. So you, an uh-huh. example is one of the characters where you play, where you come out in the hallway uh, part of the storyline is you go to the nurse's office. The other part of the storyline is you go to the cafeteria. And another part of the storyline is you go to the, the break area, which is outside. And, you know, you just do – but you got to pay attention to where you're supposed to go and do because you could just keep going to the cafeteria going, why am I missing all this storyline stuff? But if you actually open – you can actually open the 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 flow the of the story yeah, the yeah, while you're in the game. 
And mm-hmm. sometimes it'll even be hints that says, oh, well, you have to go to the nurse's office for this one, or you have to get the key for this one, or you have to go to the vending machine for this one. And it changes the way the stories interact. Sometimes it leads you that way by default, but some of the stories are just open-ended to where if you don't pay attention, you'll just reload the same storyline and just keep doing the same thing over, going, why can't I make it any further or progress? Yeah, so and the, the flow charts are definitely... As you progress in the story, the flowcharts are going to be your best friend. And they introduce those at the beginning of the game. In the beginning of the game, you're not really going to use utilize those because you're just kind of following a path. But as you progress in everyone's storylines, you're going to start using those flowcharts because you're going to you're going to replay the same scenarios, uh, like in a classroom or wherever, or in a nurse's office or whatever. And then you're going to have to bring up the flowchart and say, okay, I've already done this, right? I've already talked to this character. I've already talked to that character. I've already gone to the break room or I've already done this. And it shows that in the flowchart. And you're like, okay, I've already done all those things. So I need to do something that's not that. Right. It all seems at the very beginning, well, I always say the very beginning, after you did all the prologues and you started going to the stories, after you do like the third or fourth character, it seems to give you a little, it starts to get a little confusing. But it does line out. The more you play, the more it makes sense. Because in the beginning, I looked at a couple of the characters' flowcharts that were all grayed out. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I missing here? What's going on here? You know. And it did. There, and some of the storylines, I will admit, do get confusing in the earlier parts of the game. But they're meant to be that way. Because as you progress and you, you go to this one part of the story, and it interjects with the part you saw in the past. You're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Now I understand why he was there and why he was doing that and you know, and stuff like that. I will say certain parts of it are are kind of you know funny the way they line up and but the story oh my god it's like watching an anime that I just can't put down I mean I'm really wanting to play it right now while we're talking <laughs> <laughs> it, you know this game would make a great anime it really would I mean I, if this became an anime I would watch it because I think it would be an awesome anime uh, it almost it, exactly what you said Patrick it almost plays out that way. Uh, it's like a really great anime that you're just playing instead of watching, you know, like on, you know, a crunchy roll or whatever, right. you know, it's, it's, it's that same aspect. Um, yeah, there's a lot of storylines where you go, well, that doesn't make really any sense. But when you play someone else's and then it inter, you know, it intertwines with that, you're like, oh, oh, that, well, that makes perfect sense why that happened, you yeah. know? So it all comes, it all comes to a head, right? Whereas, you know, especially through the middle of everyone's storyline, mm-hmm. you'll be really, conf- really good. You get, it gets really good, but it gets really confusing. But it all comes to a head where you're like, oh, I understand how this and this. Uh, I get it now, like how everything interjects and in how everything comes together. Um, it starts to all combine. So you you start to understand where everything's coming from and where every aspect and everything that happens uh, uh, comes together. So it's really good in that aspect of uh, kind of leading you astray at first, but then it all comes to a head. So it's really good storytelling. Yeah. Really good storytelling. Oh, yeah. Tons of parts that you play through that change throughout the story. Like I, uh, Without giving anything away, when you're playing as Juro and you, you know, you're talking to Shibu... Uh, uh, Shibu all the time and then you you play the scene where you go play video games over at Amaguchi's house and then when you play the storyline through Amaguchi's eyes I was like holy crap oh man <laughs> I was too I was like wait a minute what he was playing <laughs> video games and then you're like 
there is yeah. nobody playing. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah, great. I don't want to get spoilers away, but man, yeah, that part I was like, do what now? <laughs> and yeah, and it's great the way it interweaves the stuff in there because you're just like you're like you get to you get a major plot point and then you'll replay you'll go play another person's story and it'll intersect with that and you're like, holy crap, that's how they wove this together and basically supplanted this to basically drive it home that it you know this stuff is happening. I mean, there is so the game gets so confusing though at some point because there is thirteen pilots, but there's more than thirteen what I would consider essential characters because there's characters in the game or in the movie or excuse me, in the game <laughs> that are, that don't actually have, they're not a Sentinel. They're not a pilot, but they play integral parts in the storyline. You know, like I was talking, like I, I mentioned Shiba, Shiba is not a pilot, but you know, he plays a pretty act, pretty prominent part in the story, you know? And then one of my favorite characters with Mimiko Sawatari, she's not a pilot, but I thought she was a pretty hilarious character just because she's like, boy crazy wanting to eat all the time you know <laughs> you know that's my spirit animal right there i'm just hungry all the time <laughs> and boy crazy time. yeah i'm boy crazy there you go <laughs> but uh i was just like that's a funny character because she she also has a voice kind of high-pitched like the the chipmunk you know like what was the girl's chipmunk uh name in the movies i can't remember her name but the female chubby chipmunk she sounds just like her which is hilarious yeah i mean and the game is fully voice acted so, I mean, the only thing you're going to read is if you go to the analysis screen and, and read the text there. Otherwise, it's completely voice acted. There's great voice actors in this game. Uh, one of the characters is the same character that plays Ichiban in Yakuza Like a Dragon. You can definitely tell <laughs> that it's him. And his character's great in the game. And, uh, yeah, it's all voice acted. All of the voice actors, I think, did a a great job with with all their characters and every anime needs at least one talking animal in it at yeah, this one has <laughs> a good point and good and point. and fluffy is hilarious uh and just a mouth. mouthy son of a gun yeah he's just but uh it definitely is you know as a whole and i said it a little bit earlier I'm not a huge anime person, um, but if this was an anime, I would definitely watch it. I feel invested in the characters, which for me is 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 a is a huge asset when it comes to game playing. If I am if I am if I'm sitting there and I'm invested in the characters, I tend to play a game a little bit longer than I would normally. And I found myself invested in who these people were and, and like, you know, almost to the point of writing notes. To I, so I remembered certain things. I was like, yeah, I think that's a little much. But, you know, it, it was still, it's, uh, that's how I feel about this game is that I would like to see these stories come to fruition. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say, yeah, the, the having 13 main characters is hard to keep track of at times because it's just, it does you jump from time to time and, and you're in between each other's stories and you're like, hey, I thought that was his name. And then you're like, oh, it's this name. And there's just so much of that going on. And it's like, it's trying to keep timeline straight while watching 13 different time travel movies <laughs> that all interweave together. It's just, it, at some point I can't, I can't stress it enough. It does get confusing, but the stories do line out towards the end. And, and as Nick was saying, the mystery section and stuff like that, is really great because I found myself going through there, keeping because it keeps tabs, it tracks 
some of the things that you've ran into, it, you know, especially the characters will say, you know, you know, this you met this person and they're this and this and this and that and that. I've blo- I use that thing a lot. The mystery sometimes I'm like, who was this guy? What was that? And you go through and you read it and you're like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. So yeah, for good. for a developer that can take, you know, thirteen characters. And there's more, like Patrick said, there's more than 13. There's the 13 pilots, but you have more characters that interact and that are not pilots. And for you as a player to be invested in pretty much all of them, you know, you have investment in all of them. You want to know where all of these characters uh, intertwine with this story is pretty remarkable to keep you invested in, to have that many characters and keep you invested in all of them. I felt like I was invested in all of them, my, me personally. Like I wanted to know where each one of them turns out and what each and one of them comes to what their conclusion was, not just the 13 pilots, but just every character in the game, you know, cause like Patrick said, some of them are not pilots. So, you know, that's, that's pretty remarkable for a developer to be able to intertwine the story with so many different characters and make it cohesive. And I, it felt like VanillaWare, who's the developer of this game, um, did a really good job with that. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I can't say any more good things about this game. At first, you know, I, we'd heard about this. Nick had mentioned it, and I'd, I've heard about it as before. It was like a hidden gem of the last year. And I was like, you know, I, I keep hearing good things about this. I should check it. We should check it out. And we finally agreed to do it. And then when I first saw the art style, I was like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. You know, because I like a little bit more graphics and stuff like that. But it's like a it's like a really well done choose your own. It's not even a choose your own adventure, but like a really played out manga where you're just. It's like a graphic novel. Yeah, it's a manga, you know, it's like a really good manga that they haven't quite fleshed out into an anime, but it's like halfway between anime and 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 uh, manga. So it's like they're storyboarding it. We're in the storyboarding part part of it. I I thoroughly enjoy it. Cannot. I can't speak more highly of it. I mean, I just, I want more time with it. I just cannot get more time with it because every time I sit down, I realize four hours has gone by and I'm like, Oh my God, I've lost four hours. Yeah. It's, it'll definitely pull you in. Uh, I wished, uh, I I wished I would have caught this game earlier though. I mean, I'm glad we got it on sale, but, (laughs) uh, but the, the anime, uh, watching the trailer, I was a little more ifish uh but once you play man it's it's just that good it really is yeah it's definitely one of those games it's just it's like don't don't judge the book by its cover type of thing definitely open up and read the first couple of pages because you'll get hooked yep for sure yeah i mean this game for me you know for me it was uh i was watching up how i figured about this game because i never knew about it was a, I was watching a podcast and they were they were talking about just various things and they brought this game up and I was just like oh 13 Sentinels I never heard of this game what is this game and I looked it up and I was like that looks pretty cool uh, I want that <laughs> you know and so <laughs> you know uh, you know it was around Christmas time and my girlfriend asked me what I want for Christmas I said I want this and it was 13 Sentinels and I said I want this it's on sale buy it for me you know so she did. And as soon as I started playing it, I was like, oh, this is good. And, uh, you know, like Patrick said, you know, we, we brought up what, what games we're going to review. And, you know, this was one that I said, hey, you know, maybe we should review this one. And we kind of threw it around here and there. And then we all decided, sure, let's go ahead and do it. And 
I think we all came out going, yeah, this was definitely worth it. Yep, it's, we almost missed it. I don't know how we almost missed it because it, you know, usually we're all one of us is on top of something new that's coming out. Uh-huh. This one got missed somehow, and uh, I'm glad we didn't miss it. I mean, it just came out worldwide in September, so you know it's been released in Japan longer than that, over a year I think before it was released worldwide. But yeah, good game. I mean, I don't know. I you know, Russ, who was your favorite character? Doesn't that be guy, girl, just whichever one you thought the storyline was the best. Or was most uh, the storyline that is the best. I'm curious a little bit more about. Is it uh, and and I'm gonna butcher it. It's it's Natsumi Matsumi. What? Natsuno Minami. Yeah, there you go. I, I like her storyline. Um, you know, along with other things, but definitely like her storyline. It's I, I you know the very first thing I could think of. And this is not too spoiler because it's very early on in the game that she runs into the robot. You know, I'm just thinking to myself of just Johnny Five type of moment, you know, short circuit type of moment, and that. So that that that's probably my number one story uh, that I enjoy. And then of course, uh, and I do, uh, I do like. Uh, we were talking about it before the podcast. I do like my 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 actor from Yakuza. Uh, which his story, that's uh, Taka, uh, Takotoshi, uh, was it Hijama? Uh, yep. His storyline yeah, is, I'm just starting to get into his uh, a little bit deeper, and that's just because I love listening to him, and all I, all I hear is, with finesse. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's, those, those there are my leading ones so far. Nick, so you beat the game. Who was your favorite storyline uh, since you beat the game? Jiro. Karabe. Like, Jiro Karabe. Okay. I think was the best storyline of the game. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that he had one, some really interesting concepts. That, I mean, he was the character we talked about earlier with the video games yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, he's the first one you start out with pretty much, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the first one you're probably going to pick as far as the ones you start out with. And, uh, and kind of playing through the game, it almost seems like he is the main protagonist out of the 13, you know? I mean, he's got some more backstory based off of some of the other names he's gone by, but you know, and stuff like that. But he does seem like the main protagonist. Yeah. In the end, he was his was my favorite. Okay. Shane, what about you so far? I mean, I know you've gotten just a little bit past the prologues and stuff like that. Who so far do you like out of the out of that grouping? Oh, that well, uh God, I can't think of her name. The tough chick. Long black Yuki. hair. Yuki. Yuki, yes. I can't remember her damn name. I love her just overall attitude, like yeah, you guys go do that. I'm gonna stay here and kick the crap out of these guys. But she's and like, a, I mean, yeah, that's that's <laughs> like that's her introduction. Yeah, that's yeah. her introduction. You know, in the game was, uh, you know, dude shit rolls up. Hey, you know, you know, gang is trying to pick on her or something. Dude rolls up, try to protect her, and she's like, please. And he's like, he beat up my, she beat up my crew. He's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> She's like, right. yeah, there's only three or, um, or five of them or something. <laughs> and I forget what they call her in the game, but basically <sighs> the, the what they call her, like the nickname they give her is basically a, a throwback to what they used to call the old school delinquent girls back in Japan back in the day. Yeah, she had like a gang back in the day. Yeah. Uh, high school. At her old school. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was going to say, Russ, I forgot to mention something on here. I was going to make fun of, it, uh, fun of it a little bit just because Natsuno runs around with a robot called BJ. <laughs> and Russ mentioned the robot. Yeah, I'm like, oh, why I do you know. name the robot BJ? <laughs> that was, that was, I mean, there's a couple of, 
um, mild connotations in the game. You'll find um, Yeah. <laughs> what, what of them, I don't know. I normally don't. I, I try to stay from away from some juvenile acts sometimes, but I was rolling <laughs> in tears. I was, I, I was in tears during the food, the first initial food part with the hot oh dog God. and all, all of that, like just <laughs> the, the mild, uh, I, I say mild, but Adolescence. It, was a prev- it was pretty prevalent. The writing in there was like, let's go to the edge on everything here. And it was, but it, but it was also, it was funny and it was kind of broke up some of the monotony of the story as well. Um, but it was funny. So yeah, hopefully folks can enjoy that. Cool. Yeah, and there's some aspects too, like, like, like Russ was saying. I mean, there's some story parts too where you have to just kind of let the let the conversation between the 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 AIs. I mean, not the protagonist that you're playing, but the AIs just kind of conversate to continue on. So, just a fair warning for everyone, because I ran into that too, where I'm like, I keep doing the same thing over and over, and it's not progressing anything. Right. And you just really got to let the AIs just talk. And then yeah, because something else will opens up. Uh, up that's the big up. one, yeah, big yeah. one, especially when you're when you're playing as um, uh, what was her name? Uh, uh, uh Iori Fujisaki, yeah. yeah, because yeah. she does that whole scene with the food that Russ and them were all talking about. That if you don't let them finish, it just doesn't play out right. You'll just you repeat the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah, you have to and let them finish talking. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, just pay attention to the storyline because I found myself not fast forwarding conversations, which is. Uh, which is odd for me because in a lot of these story-based games, I get the gist of it and I'll just fast forward or, or I'll fast read the story. But in this one, I find most of the time I'm not doing that unless I'm doing the the remembrances that I've already done. And I'm like just running through to clear out all the green checks of the the story parts that I've already done. But I will say my favorite so far has been Shu, Shu Amaguchi. His story is just killing me. Um, yeah, I like Amaguchi. He's a good one. It, it is really good, especially because he, you know, he seems like this kind of uh you know he's he's a rich kid but he seems kind of brainless but he's actually pretty smart as the story goes on more and more things happen and you find out that he's like doing all this science stuff he's doing some weird science you know (laughs) with the ai and all that stuff so i was like oh his story's getting really interesting and especially i just think it's hilarious how much he going after yuki trying to get get with yuki and yuki's like i don't think so rich boy (laughs) so right but Yuki uh, Shu was pretty good, and then one of the one one of the stories that I just started playing most recently was Goto, and Goto's is really interesting to me. Like he's like in the middle of everything. It seems like every character in the game, he's in the middle of their story somehow. Oh yeah, Goto is uh, a, uh, a main focal point of the whole. Yeah, just of things. Uh, yeah, I, mean, yeah I was thinking that even with the prologue, it it seemed like there was something going there. Right. Now, he's a pretty cool character. Like at first, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I really like this guy. He seems he seems kind of nosy, but you know, once he gets toward the end, because it's not really a spoiler, because you'll lock his prologue out pretty quickly. Like, oh yeah, you can't do much of his story at all in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, because once you get through like thirteen percent of it or fourteen percent of it, which is like the first like story mission or two everybody else Um, it locks it out and you have to get like pretty much everybody else all 13 all 12 air their characters to 80 percent before you can lock it so yeah yeah yeah, his is his is pretty cool 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, so far I've liked all of the storylines. You know, I've been sucked in by all of them. I mean, Megamines is really interesting. She's the one that we were talking about interacts with the cat, Fluffy. Yep. And Fluffy's just a huge, you know, for lack of a better word, he's a huge D-bag. <laughs> but he's hilarious. That's you know, That was my back. favorite thing to the prologue was when you finally get Fluffy and it's like, no freaking way. That's right. awesome. All right. So, yeah, as the story goes on, he just berates her more and more and more. And you're just like, he's a cat. Why don't you just kick the darn thing? You know? At some point, you're just like, just grab him by his tail and throw him out the door. You know? <laughs> but, you know, it's really great game. And, and if you love if you love RPGs and you love like some bit of strategy and stuff like that, if you're an anime fan, you've got to pick this one up. For sure. Yeah, I would if if you have a PlayStation 4, you should have this in your library. Yep. Yes. Agreed. Well, cool. Anybody else want to mention anything else about this one? I mean, we we can go on and on about all the characters, but if we don't care if we're going to ruin something. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably Especially the best me. thing about the game was <laughs> just the quantity of characters and the interesting uh, aspects of each character that I've encountered so far. We basically had Shane's favorite character picked out before we started playing. It was the nurse. <laughs> You know, I'm not that Mori way. Mori Mara. Mori Mara. Yeah. Mori Mara. I'm not yeah. that much into the fan service. Whatever. Uh, she, she came out in that she's spandex. Definitely Shane had to take service. a five-minute break. Yeah, Shane had to take a five-minute break. It, her it was and, uh, more about two uh, minutes. Aori are fan service because there's only yeah. two that they show hearts uh, throughout the game, but... Russ's favorite one's like Sporty Spice. Natsuno Minami reminds me of like Sporty I like, Spice. I like, no, I like <laughs> Natsuma. She's a good character, though. They're all good characters. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, for my final thing, it really comes down to it, is all the characters in this game are really good. The story is really good. The the combat, you know, you have that tactical view, which you, at first, like Patrick said, you're kind of like, I don't know about this. But it works out well. And it works out really good. And you end up liking it. You know, at first, you're kind of put off by it. But you end up liking it at the end. Um, oh yeah not not at the end but i mean like as you start playing with it you're like oh i kind of like this so all of it works really well together and you know some things that you think the developer of this game you're like you know with the combat or with the characters or whatever you're like i'm not quite sure if they made the right decision in the end uh, as you progress in the game you find out oh no they made the right decision this was this works perfect and so i think all around this is a perfect game I think it's a great game, and like I said just a minute ago, if you have a PlayStation 4, you should have this in the library. This is a great game to, to play, a great game to have, and I think everyone, this is a hidden gem, pretty much. Yep. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, pick it really up. good game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm glad we didn't miss this one, because I don't know. I don't. I can't believe we did miss it, to be honest. Well, Ooh, this is one of those else? moments I'm glad somebody was thinking out of the box. And Nick got it for Christmas, so he pulled it out of the box. Yay, Nick's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I said, I mean, like I said, in the podcast, they they mentioned it, and I was like, what is that? I haven't even heard of it. And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. I want that. So I'm, I'm glad I picked it up. You know, I'm glad I said I wanted it. And, you know, <laughs> even if my girlfriend didn't buy it, I would have bought it for myself. But um <laughs> I'm glad it's something I picked up because then I can experience, you know, I can, I can bring this out to the rest of the guys and, and say like, Hey, you should definitely play this game. This game is pretty cool. And I think we all 
uh, enjoyed something that we probably would have missed out on it if not. Russ, you got anything else? No, I think we've, I mean, it is a little bit quicker, but we are trying to make sure we don't spoil it, but we can't express enough how much of an easy buy this is for anybody uh, that enjoys RPGs and stuff like that. Just get out there and do it, but no, that's it. Yep. Yeah, worth, it was worth price. it for, yeah, it was worth it for 60, but 30 is just such a huge deal. Yeah, I would have paid full price for this one. It's a great yep. game. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would have paid $60 for this, for sure. All right, well, we all agree. You should check out this one. You should check out 13 Sentinels, Ages Rim. We hope to catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.